if you're finding that you're feeling stressed to have no outlet to share your emotions and thoughts and put things down on paper, then you may want your very own self-love journal. It's customizable and personalized so you can choose your front cover, whichever resonates most with your body. This self-love journal is a safe space to document all of your experiences, reflect on your thoughts and be in touch with your emotions. It's been crafted to uplift, inspire and empower women. Your self-love journal will help you achieve all of your small and lifelong goals and most importantly, help you fall in love with yourself. You can pick either the three or six month journal, pop your name on the front, make it personalized to you and it'll walk you through bi-weekly phases where you can plan your goals, manifest, write down your worries and work out how you want to combat them and overcome them, teach you all about affirmations and how they can positively impact your mental health and your mindset and also a weekly spread where you can knuckle down on those to-dos and achieve your goals. Just head over to www.selflovejournal.co.uk to shop. Hey everyone and welcome back to It's Your Life and This Is Mine, the podcast with your host Charlotte Emily Price. So today we have Laurel on. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining me. I'm really excited to have a chat. So today we're actually going to be talking all about Laurel's podcast, the Fangirl podcast and just about Fangirl fangirl culture in general and I'm very excited to have this conversation I feel like it's very different to the topics we've spoken about on here before so I'm ready to delve in are you? I am ready to discuss everything about my favorite person as well as the misconceptions of being a fangirl and yeah I'm excited to like spread some positivity about it because it's very a Things are changing, but it's got very bad connotations to it. Okay, 100%. We'll definitely like look at those and break those down, I think, a little bit later on. So, first of all, I always get the Google definition of whatever word or specific topic we're talking about, just to see if you relate to it and you think it's like an accurate depiction of what, what fangirl culture is, for example. So, when I, first thing, I, when I typed in fangirl, this is what comes up. A female fan, especially one who is obsessive about comics, film, music, or science fiction. Fangirls behave in an obsessive or an overexcited way. Do you think that's accurate? Um, there's like two answers to this. Like, yes, because you do have the people that are like that and they tend to be younger, like I'm talking like secondary school age who haven't really honed down their emotions as such and are like figuring out new things, obviously, as you get older and you like, develop hormones and stuff like figuring out what all this like excitement and everything is however as you get older I wouldn't say it's it can be seen as obsessive but I would say it's more passionate about finding out more about what you enjoy and trying to research more about whether it be a musician in regards to um the things that inspire them so finding out about other artists that have inspired their latest recordings or books they've read or discovering emerging like fashion um, designers that they've worked with and taking like I take a lot of fashion inspiration from like Harry Styles as well so that kind of like blends through kind of into your life as such so I don't think like it's accurate in a like it's accurate in a way but I just think it's the whole like 60s 50s still pigeonholed of like when I always ask on my podcast like what does the word fangirl mean to you like what what images does that conjure up when someone says it because a lot of the time you'll get from people who aren't a fangirl of someone they will turn around and say oh like screaming girls at like the barricades like following people around on tour like breaking into their hotel rooms and stuff like that when a lot of the time it isn't, it's Mm -hmm. just, you've got an appreciative respect of the person or the thing. Like, it's just weird because obviously like football fans don't really get it. Like, I was literally just just about to say this. Me and my boyfriend were talking about this yesterday when I was like planning out this episode. And I was like, it's so weird how people who are fangirls of musicians and artists and things that that definition mentioned, get all the shit but then football fans it's just like skimmed over and it's not seen as like weird or obsessive or crazy when it's literally the exact same thing like they enjoy football so they can do that and other people can enjoy certain artists and be really passionate and excited about that it's fine and also I always think it's like 
obviously like I'm kind of stereotyping football fans, but generally they'll be the ones that end up causing fights or getting really drunk on the streets. And I can safely say I've never gone to, okay, I've gone to a few like concerts and festivals and there's been like a little bit of like tussle of like someone pushing into like someone and you're like, excuse me, can you like back off a bit and stuff? And obviously people, some people do get drunk at shows and everything, but it's never on the level of like, it's on the news, like they're going to put a curfew on like football fans, like around the globe, like when they're going to different um, things. And especially like for me, when I spend a lot of my money to go see Harry Styles, my family are a bit like, hmm, like why would, like, why are you spending that much money? And I'm, I have to like break it down to them because they're very like sports and football orientated that it's the same if I spent my money on a season ticket or if I was going to go see, um, they all support Arsenal. So if I was going to go see Arsenal like play, I don't I don't really know where they are in the football league or whatever, but go and see them like in a final of a game abroad. Like that's like, this is my Arsenal as such, which is a weird, like the only way that they can get it in their heads. Um, but they still think it's weird, which is just like, I, like, I don't, I like, I always try and find it hard to like explain like why they find it weird but they're just like oh it's weird I know I think I just think it's just you either people either decide to get it or they don't they just close their mind off it and just think of it as this like odd thing when it is literally the exact same thing apart from you're doing it over an artist and they're doing it over either a team or even some people are obsessed with players as well so I just don't get why they can't see like it's a basically direct comparison so we'll probably go back into like explaining it to friends and family and things like that a little bit later on but do you want to sort of like share your story in terms like I know you're openly big Harry Styles fan like I love him I love him but I mean you're probably like oh shut up you don't love him as much as me because I know I know that's the case you think you love him but I love him on this next level (laughs) yeah exactly that like I I understand and I appreciate that like I'm I can see why people follow him like do you know I mean and I'm a massive fan of him but like, obviously I take the back seat, I guess. Like, I just sort of listen to his music, but I do want to go see him live, but I know that would annoy people who like love him more than me. <laughs> I'm, that's a whole like other thing. And like, I think like you've said, we're going to touch on like a bit about like, kind of like Twitter, because like, it's interesting that you said, like when you sent the stuff over to me about your perspective of Twitter and fandoms, because mine is a completely different thing on that. Um, yeah, so um, always been a fan of One Direction. Um, I've got a younger stepsister so she's six years younger than me so obviously um, when the X Factor started I was I always get I can't remember how old I was I think I was like 2021 when they were on it I think hold on when was the 10 yeah yeah I was like 2021 so I was like okay like a boy another boy band I've always grown up liking boy bands like I was a big Westlife boy zone um girl but obviously social media and the internet didn't really exist the way it does um back then so kind of just coasted along um but my sister really loved One Direction that she hates it when I say tell people this because now she's like definitely not into them at all um but I wasn't ever allowed to like Harry Styles because that's who she liked so it was always like I was like okay oh she was like you have to like Louis he is the oldest and I was like okay fine fair enough I will like he's funny like he's like seems fun like whatever like fine um I took her to see One Direction when they did the X Factor tour and then as she got older she got boyfriend all of that kind of like fizzled out I then got into a relationship was still like a fan of them but I wasn't like oh my god like the level that I'd probably say I am now um in regards to like all of the boys bar Liam I just don't like mm-hmm. his music yeah. <laughs> um, so um yeah got I like got into a serious relationship kind of they took a back seat as such um and I think it was because I felt ashamed to admit to a boyfriend that I enjoyed a boy band as much as I did um which I think a lot of young girls when like we've spoken to them like just for like stuff to do with the um, website and everything, they've said that they find it hard to open up sometimes when they get into a new relationship about 
liking a boy band or an artist on this level because it's a huge part of your life and obviously they might turn around and be like this is like strange like that needs to take a back seat like I should be which if they do do that they're not meant to be for you they should they should love you for every part of you and then obviously they broke up um I remember exactly where I was when I broke up uh when they broke up I remember someone at work sent me an email with a link <laughs> and I used to have a One Direction mug on my desk and as soon as oh no yeah no it was when Zane left sorry that was the first they sent me the link and I crossed Zane's face out of the mug and just sat in my chair at work and was like I refuse to do any work for the rest of the day um it was only like 3 p.m so it wasn't like <laughs> going at 9 yeah. a.m like <laughs> I'm not doing any work for the rest of the day um yeah and then obviously One Direction then did a four piece um I was sad when they said that after their last album they weren't gonna continue as a four piece for a while I get it like especially now as you hear more um from all of them doing like solo interviews um of how toxic um the management was towards them and the go 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 hustle that was like imposed on them um I will be forever happy if they never get back together like I am fine I wouldn't want it to be the way that it was back then mm -hmm. um and then I kind of like just obviously they all started releasing solo music um if I remember I think like Harry's sign of the times was I think he was the third person out of them all to release solo music and it was just something like sign of the times is personal to me anyway for like a completely different reason like later on um 2018 um my nan passed away and when my don't cry <laughs> I was on holiday when she passed away and I came back and um my mum was like at my house and I was like what the hell are you doing here and we just looked at each other and like me and my sister just knew and she was like you need to come back home to help sort out the funeral and everything and I was just like okay I got in the car and um like started my car and sign of the times was like halfway through playing on the radio and that song is about um a mother dying during childbirth and like telling like her child like you need to like just carry on and like everything's gonna be fine like you need to go and live your life like don't think of like the like bad times and stuff like that and I was just like okay like this is like a sign as such so that song kind of then took on another like whole other meaning but yeah that came out and obviously like for a first solo single it was very different because it's like it's nearly six minutes long and so people on the radio are like we're not gonna play six minute long songs so yeah it was um I just remember listening to it and being like this is completely like different than what I thought his solo stuff was gonna be um and then I just kind of like not fell down all well because like I was part of the One Direction fandom but there was just something about Harry that I was like I want to find out more of what you're going to do solo wise and then self-titled came out and I was like I need to get tickets and go um back then I only went once mm -hmm. that was it highest like seats possible I was like this is fine had the best time um and I was just like yeah I'm happy with all of this then obviously he like likes to disappear for a while so it was like okay mm -hmm. you go off disappear and then um fine line came out and I just remember being like I need to get tickets to on the like in the pit or on the floor for it and I managed to and then some kind person on Twitter because he did what he's doing for Harry's house album he did the same as a one night only thing where he plays the whole album start to finish live which I think is incredible because you're never going to hear all of the songs live from an album like when you go to see them on tour so I always feel like very lucky that I've managed to hear all of the songs from Fine Lines live um when some kind girl I didn't manage to get tickets when they went on sale and this girl who didn't even follow me, didn't even 
I'd never like interacted with her or anything was like just messaged me out of the blue and was like I've got a spare ticket if you want to buy it off of me you seem like a genuine nice person who's an actual fan um obviously you have to meet me before you go in because you can transfer tickets um on Ticketmaster um if you were taking someone with you and I was just like oh my god yes and obviously your parents tell you don't meet people off the internet like yep. <laughs> and I was like I could be getting scammed here like I could send a like they were only 25 pound and I was like I could be getting scammed but at least it's only 25 pound like it's fine um and then after that it was just like okay we've got we've got the show like maybe I'll like in I think the tickets were like for April this was like end of 2019 so 2020 April I was meant to obviously go and see him live but then the whole world kind of shut down obviously and Harry Styles TikTok just took off it just it just went insane and obviously 2020 was One Direction's 10-year anniversary so there was a lot of like One Direction stuff coming up about then um and it just took off and I was just like obviously I spent more time on my phone than what I generally would and I just got sucked in and I was just like this like why am I hiding a part of me that's <coughs> a part of me that's so massive and like I kind of like it's always been there like my parents always knew like when I was younger like I was a big fan of Zac Efron and like I had like posters of him all up in my bedroom and anything that he did like I'd want to record and watch so but obviously as I got older I kind of like suppressed it a little bit and then during the pandemic I was like why am I doing this like it's a huge part of who I am Mm -hmm. and I'm just playing like a facade to people I know like people who know me as such like especially online I was like I'm holding back a whole part of me that's probably like three quarters of who I am mm -hmm. and I just thought Do you know what no like let's just start talking about it more and see what happens and like I've ended up meeting like people that I now call like my best friends like because of it and which I think is insane and I think it's insane as well that apart from my full-time job my other part of my job is talking about Harry Styles and when I like whenever I say that out loud I'm like that's like insane and like because of it like I've managed to get like connections like to people that work in the music music industry like which is incredible like I've always wanted to work in the music industry like doing what I do as my full-time job but like it's like I just find it all insane but I've like yeah. properly gone like diverted all around the houses about it yeah no honestly I found it so interesting and it's nice to have a bit of an insight into like One Direction's journey and stuff and like hearing a little bit more about it because obviously at the time I was a massive One Direction fan like growing up as well so I was like oh my god and I'd seen them a couple of times in concert and because my friend's dad works at Psycho he would get us free tickets for like all of the shows so I was like very much growing up as well I think I still have a part of it in me again when I was talking to my boyfriend last night I definitely have some like an obsessive personality in some ways like I'll be obsessed with something for a, like quite a long period of time and then it, I'll move on to the next thing I don't know what's it's, it's something wired in my brain like that um recently I've had Heather's the musical and it's just like all I play like constantly every single day and I'm like oh what is wrong with me but I'm like oh no I'm just enjoying it it's like the same with even food like I'll really like a meal and I'll just cook it every single day so I can I can definitely see like why people and why people go down that route of fan cult fangirl culture because I think it's ingrained in some of us I'm not gonna lie um when like a thing as well always people always like ask me and I was trying to think of like how to in case like you asked it a lot of times I get like why Harry start like why him and I'm like I can't like put it into like into words like why him out of like all five of them that I've been like yes okay like don't like obviously like on the outside people would be like okay well he writes the best music and has a great management team that builds him as a brand like it's also the fact that he keeps his personal life so personal that you want to know more about him whereas the others are quite open on social media and will interact with fans and stuff like that whereas he is very much 
a closed book in some ways. Um, but I think I can, I always say until you see him live, especially like within the last like two years, like I can't describe it, like why I go to that many shows <laughs> because there's just like, and also it's like after Coachella, people were saying like, we're watching like a huge star in the making. And it's like the fact that I'm like there and being able to see it happen, like in front of me. And also like, it's like my mum before, she was just like, oh yeah, like when I went to go see like Freddie Mercury, Queen and stuff. And I'm like, this is a story that I'll tell like my kids and like grandkids in years to come. Like, oh, I was there when he played like Wembley Stadium. Like, like I spent a whole month following him around on tour, like a crazy person, but it's all like technically for me I'm like that's a holiday like that's what I'm classing it as like it's a holiday doing something that I really enjoy like I've always enjoyed going to concerts so it's a holiday with my friends it's costing me way too much money but (laughs) we worry about that later yeah and it's it's you're making memories of something you love doing so I don't know why it's got such a bad rep but I mean like I think it's definitely do would you say it's more of a positive it has more of a positive connotation now I mean you open you speaking openly about it and I see a lot of people like speaking up about their favorite artists I feel like it definitely has broken down some barriers maybe from the last few years um I definitely think like from obviously the pandemic and everyone being indoors I think a lot of people reverted back to like obviously you're trapped in a lot of people went home to back living with their parents and obviously a lot of people reverted back to things that made them feel safe when they were a teenager and I feel like people became more open on like because I had no one else to talk to Mm -hmm. about what they liked what they were listening to what they were watching and there has been like a slight shift and especially now that the music industry is getting a lot of people um people who are fangirls working in the industry and it's a very much like a big thing like on like if you're on like I don't know probably any artist kind of like TikTok such like the fangirl to um, music industry pipeline is a massive thing and it's like well without fangirl like the music industry wouldn't exist without like fangirls like and I think it's really telling as well, like um, Harry did an interview with Zayn Lowe on Monday and obviously his album came out at the end of 2019. So he didn't really do any like publicity for it, like your usual, like let's go and chat on chat shows, do radio shows and stuff like that because he physically couldn't. And with Watermelon Sugar, it kind of took off by itself. And he was like, it made me realise that I don't need to push my music in the way that I think I need to like the fans will do that if they think it's good enough like they will push it out and it is true and like I'm like my favorite book and there's a quote in in the book um fangirls by Hannah Ewins at the beginning it's like if you change the word fangirl to fan expert it would be a very different conversation to what we're having but because girl has like a childish like baby like you're just like you're just a little girl like kind of thing to it I think that's what plays it down and makes it harder to kind of break as such because it is always that connotation so it's trying to like like with a lot of things trying to reclaim it in a way um but yeah I it is slightly changing especially now that I think people are more like after the last two years being like I'm just gonna do what makes me happy like life is short like we spent all this time indoors I just want to go out and like be happy and do what I want um especially like if it's not hurting anybody like we just like carry on and do it yeah embrace what you love and what you what you enjoy like it's it's silly to be hiding away but yeah I bet I bet you probably like you said you were suppressing sort of that part of your life because of what other people think and it's just it I guess that's a good thing that came out of the pandemic for you that you just felt like right I'm just going to be who I want to be and start sharing this and I mean it's taken off like we'll talk about your podcast and everything in in a second but um before we do have you got any like moments or stories of like when you've seen him that like really stand out as either pivotal for you or just just something you really enjoyed listening to or watching 
So, oh, I'm like, oh my God, there could be so, so many. many. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like the main one, obviously, was the end of last year. Like I used my, <laughs> much to my mum's dismay, I used my, well, to be fair, when I told her, she was like, yeah, okay, to go and do it. Um, I used my savings to fly to LA for a four day trip um, to go see him in what was meant to be his last two final shows of the US um, portion of Love on Tour. Um, I very, like very, very crazily enough managed to get myself tickets like for the second and third night for his LA shows. And I won't say how much I paid for them because people will be like, you're fucking insane. And I'm like, yes, I know. But they weren't as insane as what some of my other friends like bought. Um, the whole time, though, I'd bought the tickets off the people that were reselling them. And the borders hadn't even been opened up yet to go to America. And I bought the tickets and I was just like, this is like, you're really cutting it down, like finally, because it was only like a month before. And I was like, mm, this might all go like incredibly wrong. I knew I could probably sell the tickets. Like I was like, okay, it's fine. I can probably make that money back if it doesn't happen. Um, but then obviously like I heard like rumblings that they were going to open the borders literally the week of the show. And I was like, right, we're going to book a flight now before the prices go up. Um, and I still didn't believe until I got there that it was all happening. Um, but I obviously from like speaking online, I'd made like some friends that I'd like not ever met in person before. And um, so it was like really nice to like meet them. Um, however, once I landed, I was like, I have not paid this much money for a ticket to not be like eye to eye, face to face, like two feet away from him. So went and slept on the streets of LA <laughs> after a 12 hour flight. Um, Lucky enough, I was that jet lagged that I did pass out on the cold, hard pavement <laughs> for it. Um, people were like, that's insane. I was like, yeah, it was. But I would like I would do it again and I am going to do it again. So, yeah. Um, but it was the whole like I've got a video of like when um, he first like comes up. And because in my head, I was like, I didn't think I was going to see him like that year. And I was just like, nah, like, you're not going to see him. Like, you're just going to have to wait until you hear. Because I still, we still didn't have the UK and Europe tour dates rescheduled at this time or even told like, if it was going to be cancelled, um, which was poor management, um, really. Um, so I was just like, nah. and literally like the squeal that comes out of me on this video, because I'm just like, oh, my God, like this is actually like happening. Um, and just that whole time, like the fact that I was with like friends, um, like one of my best friends that lives like in the UK as well, um, she had already bought tickets like when they first went on sale for it. So she was there as well. And it was just so nice to be like, okay, like one of my best friends is like here. She had better ticket than me though. So she was like standing on a different place. But I was like, one of my best friends is here. Like I'm in LA, like this is insane. Like, Harry Styles is right in front of me like and I think like a lot of people who have gone to his shows that have like been in the pit and been quite close up he makes eye contact with you and when I say he makes eye contact with you it's like he's looking deep into your soul like oh, and you just kind of like go like all like with what like and like he is very much like we'll check and make sure that everyone's okay like during the show and it's just something like a bit I don't know, like he like obviously like every artist they care about their fans and stuff like that. So yeah, it was just like in an intimate trip. moment. Yeah, like that whole trip was just like I came home and I was just like, did that really happen? Like, mm -hmm. and it's only when I go back and look at my videos that I'm like, oh my god, like yes, like it did. I literally watch them back every day, and I mean, I'm like, oh, I try not to because then I'm like, oh. <laughs> Makes me sad. Been and gone. Um, but like <laughs> now and then, like if I'm having a bad day, I will go and like I'll go watch like my favorite songs on it. Um, but it's really hard trying to find a line of when you're at a concert of being in the moment and trying to record like record some of it as well. Um, which mm -hmm. is hard as well, especially with sharing stuff on social media um about it. Um, 
which is why I always try and say like to people like I won't be going doing live streams when I'm at them like I'll be sharing bits and bobs but I won't be like here's a full song for you to like watch because I've like paid a lot to be there and I want to enjoy it and not stress about trying to get the best content for it because there's other girls that go and that is what they go for um so I just let them let them do it Mm -hmm. yeah fair um so moving on to more like your podcast and everything so you is this after you decided right I'm going to start talking about it more were you doing that before and then you sort of like decided right I might make a podcast about this or were people suggesting it or like what was your sort of idea it was towards well no first it was like kind of end of summer 2020 I'd ordered the fangirls by Hannah Ewan's book and I read it and I was just like there's so much to be like spoke about in regards to all of this um and that covers like all different like areas of like fans so like they talk about One Direction they talk about Harry Styles separately they talk about Ariana Grande um Lady Gaga Beyonce um I think they also talk about My Chemical Romance um and stuff like that and it was just very interesting to see like there is all these different fandoms and they're all primarily like the same in like a way that they all love this person and obviously we're not going to concerts I wasn't meeting people that shared this same thing like I'm very much like if I'm in the queue I will like turn around and chat to somebody and like ask them things and I just felt like there was conversations to be had that I couldn't see happening like in the UK about being a fangirl and I just thought oh like it'd be nice especially (laughs) I was like living with housemates then and I was just like it would just be nice to talk to somebody different like once a week that's not these four or my family over FaceTime Mm -hmm. um and like there was a few people that I was already like friends with from like the One Direction fandom and I reached out to them and they were just like yeah I'll come and talk about One Direction with you for an hour like who wouldn't want to why not (laughs) um and then yeah it kind of just spiraled and took it like I just thought oh it'd be really like I think like anybody that starts popish like oh yeah it'd be really easy and then you're like "Ah, this is not (laughs) as easy as what I thought it was gonna be um um yeah so just started talking like talking to people um we did like I did 10 episodes this was like I was literally it was just me on the team then so I was like doing social media the editing like of the episodes everything and then season two I think that was maybe like May June no maybe a bit before that uh maybe like April last year we started season two and um I had brought Izzy on who was a guest from season one um and she runs all the social media she's like taken over it for now because I have taken a back seat for a little while because I was getting very overwhelmed with everything like I've got a lot of like stress like work full-time stress happening at Mm -hmm. the moment um as well as trying to keep on top of doing Instagram and then I've got like the busiest like month coming up that I was just like I something has to take a backseat and unfortunately like it has to be the podcast for for it so um that has been like put on hold temporarily but our social media like our Instagram and Twitter and everything Facebook is still up and running mm-hmm. and yeah so we took so I took Izzy on and we just did another 10 episodes um and that was like more we delved out into more different areas like um, we spoke to about Little Mix and um, we spoke to someone about All Time Low um we spoke to one of my favorite episodes is with um Natalie Held and she basically did a her degree in politics and we were talking about how like politics and like fandoms actually go quite hand in hand and she said like she's all the things that she's learned from doing um running a fan account on Twitter when she was younger is basically what pushed her to go down like doing a, a politics degree um and all the things she's learned from running a twitter and everything like that she's now taken through into like her job um which is like it's interesting to see like all these skills that people have learned from being within a fandom they've turned into jobs like 
people who have now like one of my friends owns her own shop selling fan-made merch and she employs her whole family and like it's the fact that she can turn around and be like yeah my whole family is employed by me and we get to make like fun like one direction harry styles taylor swift merch like every day like so far like like, oh it's so nice like it's in, like it's insane when you think about it. And, like quite a few of my friends do like own their own like Etsy shops or like Shopify shops themselves now, selling and um, like prints and everything, um, or like clothing, um, which I just think it's like because of their love from someone, they've managed to like do this. Um, so yeah, like we've spoken to like people that do like run like Etsy shops and stuff like that and how they got into it, why they wanted to do it. Um, a lot of the time, obviously, they were like, it was the pandemic, like wanted something else to do, was like um, on, my, on furlough, I forgot what the word was then, on furlough from like work, wanted something else to do. Um, but yeah, just I just felt like there was something like missing. And then me and Izzy like had a brainstorm one was it? Yeah, it was like January last year of when I asked her, like, does she want to come on and help do like all socials and stuff? And we said, like, wouldn't it be fun to have a website, like where people can write reviews, and shows, albums, write about being a fan. Like if they've got a Taylor Swift theory they want to write about, they can write about it. If they're at uni doing journalism and they just want to help build up their portfolio. And yeah, it all kind of like fell into place. And then we ended up um, Kelsey came on and designed our whole website. The website is temporarily offline mm-hmm. <laughs> at the moment, though. Um, so, yeah, she came on and did all the design work. And then we ended up taking on Tara and Chloe just to help with all, like, the admin and chasing and stuff because there was so much, like, people wanting to write and emails coming in. And I was just like, this is way too much like I was like I'm like chained to my laptop nearly like 24 7 now so had to take on a few more people and they've all like really enjoy it like it's all like a little passion project on the side of their like um other jobs that they like full-time jobs or part-time jobs that they do um and they just like they've just got like a passion for being a fan and of music or film and tv that they just want to share and talk about which is amazing especially like we don't earn anything from doing it so all these people give up their time for free to write Mm -hmm. to come on and speak um which is insane and like we're hoping maybe towards the end of summer everything gets back up like we're in talks with a few people yeah and in regards to getting like not sponsorship but like in talks with a few people that work in different places that have said like they really want to help out which is nice to hear that people are like we don't want it to go away we want to like help you keep this alive no I think it's so nice you've got a little team going on and it's all purely for passion rather than monetary value because I sometimes think when obviously it's nice now that you've got your established team to get some money behind you and get the sponsorships but it's always good that it starts from passion which is like why I wanted to start this because I just wanted to talk to loads of people and listen about different people's lives not because I want money from it do you know what I mean if that comes later on that's great but right now it's 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 a passion project and that's what keeps things alive because you're genuinely in love with what you do yeah and it's why like the reason that I've been like I'm gonna take a step back for a couple months because my creativity and like for it and kind of like not passion for it but I was just like I haven't got the spark to like sit there and like find guests that I want to speak to yeah the spark for me had like gone which I think people are like if you look at my social media I'm like I'm talking about like Harry like every day and especially like this week is like release week for the album so like I am hyped up on like that so you'd think oh like why has a spark gone from that but it's because the podcast isn't I know every episode people are like if they listen to the podcast would be like what like you bring them up every episode and I'm like yeah but primarily when someone comes on we don't just generally talk about like why they're on is not just about him or like one direction obviously I bring him up because that's the person who I relate to most as a fan um so yeah I just felt like I just needed to take a little step back for like a couple of months and kind of also just see where like Izzy can take it because she has got amazing ideas 
and our like her Instagram and stuff whenever she does like something a lot of the time like I don't even know what's going to come out on the post and stuff when she posts something and I'm just like okay like this is a really good idea so I'm excited to see where she's going to take that especially with us now kind of moving over to do more like in not interviews but kind of like what we were doing on the website on the Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that and so I'm excited to like see where that goes with it um but like if it never comes back it was it like it has been fun like or if I never come back to it like I've enjoyed it like it's opened so many doors for me um in different ways like finding friends um just like industry contacts um and stuff like that um and also just like change like the dms and like emails that we get from like especially like younger like girls who are like oh my god like it's so nice to hear I don't know it sounds weird to say that I'm normal and that there's other people out there that feel the same way um and like that was one of the, and like another primary reason why I started it is because growing up myself obviously like social media didn't exist the way that it does now then I didn't have that kind of thing to tell me like mm-hmm. this was normal like what you're doing is normal like mm-hmm. it's not a weird thing um yeah so yeah and it's just nice to like let people know you're allowed to like stuff um yeah a little bit more than what someone else does exactly and you said you obviously resonate with a lot of people that have come on your podcast like even if they're from a different fandom or whatever and appreciate a different artist is there anyone who you've spoken to that like has contrasted some of your like beliefs or the way that you think or is it usually because you've spoken to people that you sort of semi know or have spoken to online they're quite similar to you we had the um, charlie who came on to talk about all time low um i knew nothing about them um i just knew that they were kind of like a emo like alternative band like i'd heard of them um i wasn't like didn't know really any of their music um but she was telling me that like she had um found out through social media like what hotel the band was staying at and they went and like camped outside and I like kind of questioned her like her like why did you feel the need to like go to their hotel like during their like their downtime and she was like well other people were like going as well and I was like I get that but I think some to like it was interesting to hear that because other people were going she felt she had to go um which I think is a whole kind of thing in fandom culture if like to prove your status within the fandom you have to do certain things or be more outrageous than the next like fan or something just to get noticed um but I feel like there's a line sometimes that like when people do things like that um that crosses kind of like us to be seen as like crazy and obsessive and in a way kind of I'm I like did say this to her after it's like a bit stalkerish <laughs> yeah it's it's like invading privacy right it's like right especially like I don't know if you like being on social media as well like someone turning up outside your house because they know exactly where you are like and being like hi like just want to like take a photo like you coming down like just being like I'm just gonna pop to the shops like and then being like hi like it's I just feel like there's certain lines that you have to like respect and at the end of the day they're all like humans um, and just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean that you have to do it. Um, yeah. But there is like this whole like other toxic side within fandoms. And a lot of, I find that a lot of the time within like the Harry Styles fandom is very, like it has its absolute highs, but also it's very, very competitive, very, very, you have to do this, you have to go like, buy the merch be at this many shows like it can be very much like that and there's like twitter is just like a whole minefield do you think it can get quite nasty as well as have obviously it's like really good because you connect with so many people who you feel like you relate to on such a personal level but then there's also i bet the like really bitchy nasty side of it as well oh 100 there's there is not a week goes by when someone is getting cancelled or 
someone's getting called out for something like don't get me wrong there's been occasions where the person has been rightfully like called out um like we had a girl previously working on the podcast and someone had gone through her twitter and found racist um tweets um like I can't think of the word to use it but basically like shaming fat people and stuff like that and I like I literally had to like remove her from every like from everything like that morning because this all transpired she lived in the US and this all transpired overnight so I woke up to like a billion messages like from people who knew that she like her name was like all over our website like she'd been a guest on the podcast and I had to like remove everything from it so don't get me wrong there's times when like things like that do need to be called out called out on um but also there's times like it's it's all very much jealousy as well and I think because there's this whole of at the moment like going to more than like one or two shows you shouldn't do that because you're taking away tickets from other fans but at the end of the day, me not buying a ticket doesn't guarantee that Ticketmaster is going to give you the ticket. Like, someone else will be there to try. Like, it does not guarantee that that will happen. And it's all, like, status and, like, proof and stuff like that. Um, and also, like, US fans flying to the UK to, like, come see him on tour is all, like, they shouldn't be doing that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to stop it. So I always just say, just concentrate on yourself and like the shows that you're going to or the shows that you want to go to. Like if you want to go to a show that badly, you will save up the money to go and do it. Like you will. And at the end of the day, there's always tickets popping up on Ticketmaster for resale or people on Twitter being like, I want to, I'm selling this ticket for this price. Unfortunately, people know that Harry is hot commodity so they do increase the price and mm-hmm. um, that is unfortunately the way of it um however if anybody is listening and they do need help finding tickets I do try and find tickets that people are selling for face value and I will try and help you um I've been known as the Harry fairy godmother of tickets Amazing. <laughs> since the last uh, couple of since January um helping people find tickets but yeah there will be tickets out there um like especially um like lead, like the week before the shows i would just keep going on ticketmaster and keep refreshing you're going to one night only right yes oh i'm so jealous i'm literally going to be like looking out my window cuz i can see the o2 um academy yeah oh, i don't so know, i don't know how that like <laughs> happened i was it was very much i think also i thrive off the adrenaline rush of being on ticketmaster trying to get the tickets yeah. <laughs> um yeah they I don't know because I tried like the Amex pre-sale I tried and I think there must have been like 10 tickets because I was in pretty much straight away and they were gone um but then the album pre-sale ones I I was literally did not even get a number and just like went straight through and like my friends that live in America had got up to help me as well um because I helped them get their tickets for the um the New York one night only on Friday and um, so they like wake up at, bless them they wake up at like 4 or 5 a.m and was like okay like we'll like help you um and they were like talking to me on the phone they were like Laurel what's happening because I'd just gone deadly silent because I was like trying to like get, make yeah. sure I got my basket <laughs> to check out and they were like are you getting tickets like what's happened because they were still in the queue so they were like yeah. what like what's happening like can I come out of the queue and I was just like just wait just wait I was like, right, everyone's staying here until I see them in my Ticketmaster account. And like every morning I'm waking up and I'm like, they're still there. That's fine. Like mm-hmm. checking that it, they're still It is so crazy. Like I I have never clicked on something so fast because I really wanted tickets for this. And obviously I know some people will be like, oh shut up, like you're not even a proper fan. But like I really wanted it and I was like, oh, it's like walking distance, like I can go to it. Um and I clicked on it so fast. I was fifty second, fifty-two thousandth in the queue. And I was like, these guys are, me- are mental. Like, have you got like, t- obviously you don't share them, but tips and tricks on to getting on these websites like quicker? I I put some up on my Instagram, um, like after I got my tickets um, for, cause there was the general sale on the Wednesday. So I was yeah. like, okay, like I'll like share like what worked for me that day um, for people to try it. And some people said that they did try it on the Wednesday and it worked, but there was just so like, there wasn't that many tickets 
put up for general sale apparently there was only like 110 tickets put up for general sale because um I don't know how true this is so this is like this this tells you a tweet I don't know if it was yesterday or sometime this week went out by someone that apparently knows someone that works at the O2 Brixton Academy um 112 general release tickets were put on sale he's got 600 um people on the guest list and I'm like he won't have 600 people on the guest list he'll have 600 tickets held back for press that want to come for PR companies, for people that work at like Sony, for people, for like his family as well. Cause he, this is his first show that he's done in the UK since he did the fine line one night only in 2019. So that's why I was like, I have to be like, I was like, I have to be there. Like I was, I'd already booked the half day off work. Um, but I'm like, anyway, tips and tricks. Um, incognito browser is the best way for it incognito or i don't know what it's called on like not google chrome private private browser yeah um don't log in as much as ticketmaster tells you to log into your account beforehand do not log into your, t- your t- ticketmaster account make sure you have though logged in before all of this and put in all your card details so when you do log in it's quicker checkout but do that and then generally the waiting room appears like between 15 to 10 minutes before they go on sale so at like well the tickets went on sale at 10 a.m so like 9 44 i just started refreshing the page like continuously until i saw the join waiting room they say when you click join waiting room that then you're when the queue starts you're automatically given a number i don't know how true that is like um but that's what worked for me got in straight away got the tickets and then when it came to them being in my basket I then logged into my Ticketmaster account and did that um and got them and my friend that I'm going with she was like 60 something thousandth in the queue and I like messaged her being like I got tickets and she was like oh yay and I was like no I got tickets for us she was like what and it was like the day before her birthday as well so she was like oh my god she was like she's like I'm crying like at work like sitting at my desk and I was like it's fine we're going and like she texted me this morning and she was like it's less than one week and I was like this this is fake like this is fake and I was like I also kind of still don't know what I'm wearing like which is a whole other like part of being a Harry Styles fan and going to the shows mm-hmm. oh honestly I mean you must be buzzing I I, would, I feel sick like the fact that you're going so you must feel like 10 times worse like, I would recommend maybe going down there um in case all those 600 tickets don't get used and you might get let in my god yeah that's like literally the best idea there is a few like other people because that's what yeah. happened at the old um like the previous one night only they got let in um like 10-15 minutes before it started or just as it started and they were like okay yeah you can come in um but I don't know like how long like mm. people like, I know some people are going to camp out the night before I'm not camp- I'm not camping out for that because I've got work in the morning <laughs> I'm yeah. like there's only so much um working non-working working from the street I can do um so yeah but yeah it's exciting and then just like the whole like the fact that I'm seeing him twice next week is just mind-boggling to me like mm-hmm. is and then that's it, it just after that June is just, I'm like, no sleep, club, bus. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, well, we saw, talked about earlier about the Twitter thing. So I think purely because when I, because I was massive JLS as well as One Direction back in the day. And I always used to go on Twitter for that. But I think that's probably because at the time Twitter was used for that more so and now Instagram's obviously way bigger and there's TikTok and all that stuff what would you say is like the the form of social media that really sort of like clasps onto the fan culture fangirl culture like lifestyle I think TikTok could be up there you know now thinking about it so it's really weird this like Twitter I always feel like Twitter is for your shower thoughts (laughs) like Mm -hmm. random things that pop in your head that you just want to get out and that's kind of like what I use it for. Like, I don't, I'm not like well known on Twitter within like 
the like fandom as such like, I think like I like people follow me if they've followed me on like other platforms and everything but mm-hmm. I just I personally find Twitter very like toxic for within the fandom however it's great for getting news like of that when something happens like I won't lie I have my notifications set up for HS Daily which is like the Intel fan account for anything <laughs> anytime he moves they're there like straight afterwards um but also people think that they've got like connections to someone that works like for him um that they can kind of like they tease stuff sometimes before it happens and you're like oh um but tiktok is also like a tricky one because there's also like people who are quite big on twitter hate tiktok fans like um, because they're like stop giving out like information like it's very much everyone wants to gatekeep him and they're like yeah. we don't want more people finding out about him and everyone's like are you joking me like like we can't stop that now like the the world knows like we can't it's not he's not a small little indie artist as it like everyone likes to joke being like oh like, have you heard of him like it's not um I personally prefer Instagram just because I can set up more boundaries myself Mm -hmm. on there in regards to if I get DMs who I reply to and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, who I interact with and everything like that. Um, TikTok is just like, TikTok's just insane because like no one, I don't know how the algorithm works on there and the most random videos can take off and do amazing and that's kind of like what happened like within the last well since he announced Coachella like my most random videos have ended up going viral about him but that's primarily now I'm probably mostly known on TikTok for doing Harry Styles stuff whenever I put in my fashion content that just like they're like no we're not going to push this out (laughs) like this is not what this is not what you talk about like you're meant to be doing stupid stuff about Harry Styles um which is fine but TikTok I feel like TikTok is obviously good because you can like reshare to like Instagram stories and stuff but yeah I just prefer I prefer Instagram because you can have like a bit of both mm-hmm. on there you can still have the conversations that you have on Twitter and then also like mix in with like the fun like photos and videos and stuff like yeah. that yeah no I, I see that it's a nice little blend of the two so you're getting the best of both worlds um so before we go um have you got any piece of advice for someone who's maybe out there looking to start their podcast or or even just like embracing the fangirl culture in general like is there anything you would say maybe to even like your younger self like so that you felt like you could come out and just enjoy what you do without the pressure of other people so regards to starting your podcast um this bit is the fun bit talking to people and finding out more about them talking about things that you're interested in or they're interested in um However, be prepared to get sick of your own voice <laughs> when you're <Yes>. editing. <laughs> Realising how much you say um and like, um, see? <laughs> and yep. just knowing that it's probably going to take a lot more time than what you initially thought it would. But if you enjoy what you're talking about, you'll, you won't mind doing it. Um, and also if you do feel like you need to take a break from it, take a break from it. Mm-hmm. And in terms of embracing who you are, I'm just going to do one of my favourite Harry Styles quotes um, because I feel like it sums it up pers- perfectly. Yeah, I love that. Um, if you're happy doing what you're doing, nobody can tell you you're not successful. So if why are you going to be unhappy sharing and expressing what you like? Um, at the end of the day also, people are not everyone is going to like you so don't try and please everybody as long as you're happy with yourself and you're not hurting anybody just carry on doing you what a beautiful note to end the podcast on (laughs) so before you go though I have a question from the previous guest that I've that they've set for you so they said if you could have I feel like I might even know from what we've just discussed but if you could have any profession in the whole world you don't have to say like skill and that doesn't come into place like you might have done this if you'd done like a qualification say you have all of the knowledge and skill that you need for whatever job you want to do what profession would you do um I 
would love to work in PR or marketing like for a music like record label like mm-hmm. that would be like the dream I think feel like people thought I was gonna be like I want to be Harry Styles PA no <laughs> I've been told like never work for like that was what was the dream probably about last year and then yeah. a friend was like do not ever work as an artist PA um and I was like okay maybe we'll rethink like what kind of PA I want to be um but yeah I feel like PR like just from seeing some artists like marketing and PR um stuff that comes out I just think it's really interesting like especially like Taylor Swift it would be really cool to work like on her marketing team because mm-hmm. uh, she does so many like easter eggs and things are planned like seven eight years in advance um, in regards to teasers and stuff like that so I'd love to do something like that yeah that's very cool um so before before you go have you have you got a question that we could set for the next guest literally can be anything it can be really light-hearted or really chill um yeah my question is who is your favorite member of one direction and why oh yeah that's a good one that's a good one but yeah thank you so much for joining me and thank you for sharing all about your life and what you do behind the scenes in terms of the fangirl life podcast and everything um and i will see you next week for another episode goodbye